<laughs> nah, these are my guys, though. But, um, you know what I mean? Keelan and me got a connection, though. You know what I mean? Being a Juco product. You know what I mean? Anytime somebody, you know what I mean, went that, took that Juco route, you know what I mean? Instantly got a connection because people don't really know what that life is like. You know what I mean? But talk to, you know what I mean? The people tell them what your Juco experience been like. Man, <laughs> man, going juco just. I mean, I left. Like I said, I uh, I left West V at um. I think this this was like right after my freshman year. So like the summer going into my sophomore year, I went to Sussex County. Mm-hmm. That was like the worst experience ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> worst. It was a, a crazy experience. And then I, um, I was able to transfer out to ASA and receive a new opportunity. So we just finished up spring ball. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a. Much better schedule. I mean, Division One JUCO, but uh, it's it's uh it's it's tough. It tests your love of the game yeah, for, sure. for sure. Junior college tests your love of the game. You're gonna see a lot of guys fall off. That's already on a like JUCO is really a it's a tough spot because you fall out of JUCO like you might not have nowhere to go mm-hmm. if you don't go through that cycle and find a way to get out and you feel me get your film and all that. So, but uh, it, it tests your love of the game. It got to it got to show that you are. Um, you got to show that you are really focused and you really love it and you're really willing to discipline yourself and do some things on your own that you might not have at a four-year school mm. as far as recovery-wise, the f- facilities and such. So, um, yeah, Juco would test your love of the game. like you know. Yeah, man. People don't really know what that Juco life is like. But the thing I love about it the most is just the, the guys that you meet there. You know what I mean? It's some dudes that I got that I met at my Juco. You know, I, mean, I talk to them every day. Most like, not a day go by where I don't have a conversation with them, you know what I mean? But touching on you, and I mean Rutgers. Big dog. Rutgers. <laughs> Straight out. What's that like, man? Shout my boy uh Tyshawn Falls yes, too, man. Oh, oh, yeah. Miami. Tell him how the Rutgers bag came, bro. Tell him how the Rutgers how the Rutgers bag oh, came. Oh, chill. Before that though, a lot of people don't know I was committed to a Jugo before mm. I uh signed with Rutgers. I was mm. committed to uh Independence on okay. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the pandemic hit, cleared all that up for me. That's, see, that's God. That right was there. God, right? I was just about to say that. You feel bro, me? But, sure. um, no, nah, but Rutgers, bro, Rutgers cool, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like, you, you got a lot of game to be there, bro. Trust me, like, you got a lot of game. Like, <clears throat> they gonna test you mentally, physically, emotionally. They broke me a few times, bro. I never thought I could be broken. Like, Mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, bro. Good. They yelling at me. I've been yelled at all my life. That yelling, not just yelling, bro. That yelling come with you ready to be on the ground. Did you think? You feel like you ready to die. Your lungs ready to explode. You mm-hmm. got to get up. Ain't no bending over. Ain't no hands on your hips. You feel me? But by the time the game come, it's easy. Yeah. So it's like, damn, we did all that for this. But it's worth it at the end when you got that dub for real. But um, nah, I ain't get to experience that Jigo life, but. Power five, like not to brag or none of that, because I don't yeah, really, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. But, um, talk that talk. Yeah. Good. It's sweet, but you work for it at the end of the day. You're going to work for them COAs. You're going to work for them, them NILs. You're going to work for that food they give you for free. Mm. You're working for them bucks. <laughs> you feel me? Like, ain't nothing just handed out to us, especially Rutgers. You know, we looked at as underdog in the Big Ten. Right. So, shit, we just keep them quiet and let, and, and, and when them refs come on the field mm-hmm. <laughs> until that time, say zero, zero, zero. You gonna fail us for real. That's mm. all I got to say. No lie. Like we work too hard. Yeah. Everybody work hard, but bro, we got transfers come in. Oh no, bro, we ain't never do this before. <laughs> y'all do this, bro. This crazy. Like, man, bro, you just came from a, a winning team and y'all y'all ain't doing this. Yeah. All right, watch. Let us play y'all. You gonna fail us? I'm telling you. 
we had teams that hit me up on the gram. I know, I know a few players. Bro, our trainer said, y'all, we never played nobody that beat us up that bad physically, mm-hmm. mentally. <laughs> People tapping out. That's just how they breed us up there. Wow, man. So what can we expect from you this season or from Rutgers? Yeah, I'm gonna speak for I'm gonna speak on both sides. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> but no, uh no, we definitely, you know, we we uh our program was a, a rebuild. Our coach Greg Shiano, shout out to him, mm-hmm. gave me the opportunity. He came back um with us. So he just we redoing everything, start from scratch. You know, he he was there back in twenty eleven when right. um Ray Rice right, right. and all them, yep. the twins, you know. So they was a winning program. He know how to win. Now he just got to get players that want to want to buy in, do what he tell us to do, and gonna go hard every play. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, we definitely we climbing. We got better every year. Mm-hmm. We could have had some. It was some spots, you know. We we could have did better, but no. For the most part, we getting better every year. Mm-hmm. Same That's with tough. me. That's tough. I uh I went in as a D lineman. They really ain't know where they wanted me because I played both sides. But I um I went in as a D lineman. They needed me on scout team. Cause I know, I knew, yeah. bro. Like if I go in that old line, bro, they might snatch me up. Like, I don't know. Like I wasn't. It's like O line, D line. I, I knew I had so much to learn, but O line. It's like I was just like, I was there with it. Just had to get tweaked up. Yeah. But um, I love defense. I loved hitting the QB. I just couldn't hit him. <laughs> it was, I hit him one time, and I felt – I thought I was ready had to leave, bro, because he hit his hand on my helmet. In a playoffs at practice. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, bro, like, uh, they snatched me up. Actually, they didn't even snatch me up. I went to X. I asked. It was a business decision. I asked my coach. I'm like, Coach, can I go to the line? Like, it's in the air. You know, it's in the air. So, I just asked him. He's like, yeah, for sure. We we was going to do that anyway. I'm like, mm. oh, shit. You feel me? Like, <laughs> but um, I went over there, and uh, I just been building every day. It's fun. Like, you get to take advantage of a, another man. Pause. You get to take advantage of another man for real. <laughs> and, and just... <laughs> With no, <laughs> you get the you get to abuse another man, bro. You feel me? Like, yeah. nah, this this year this year gotta be my year though, mm. my debut. So, you basically like last year was like you know I mean your little redshirt year, or like you was learning. So, what's some things you learned like from sitting and watching? This really sounds crazy, but I really ain't learned too much from the people above me because they wasn't where they needed to be. For real, mm. so it's like I'm, I'm learning from I'm learning like not the game. I'm more so learning from them how to keep my mental state, how to keep my my body healthy. Mm. You feel me? Not really much the game, like because I'll I'll we ain't had the best line in the country. You feel me? They get out to Michigan. Mm-hmm. So until then, not that I'm trying not to be so mean. You feel me? But that's just what it was. Like the whole country knew, like. When we see them, we really get 10 sacks. Mm. And that, I felt as though, like, I, I'm up next, like, that, that's dead. You feel yeah, me? Like, sure. that ain't really keep happening. So it got to a point, I started asking my brothers, like, bro, hold me accountable. I got you down the line, straight up. Like, if you see me bent over, lift me up. You feel me? I see you bent over, I'm gonna lift you up. You still my brother at the end of the day, but that's what it need to be for us to be where we want to be. Mm. So, uh, I learned more from, my assistant coaches, my coaches watching film with them every day, what to do, what not to do, how to move your feet, when to move your feet, when to slow down, when to be fast. That's it. Every day with my coach. She probably got tired of me. Mm-hmm. But 
Y'all say y'all here for us, so I'm going to use you. Why are you yeah. here for us? For sure. For sure. So who's some uh, some people like y'all mold y'all game after? Both of y'all. Ooh. When I was on D-line, I wanted to be like Aaron Donald. Nobody can be like Aaron mm. Donald. Yeah, yeah. So I, to, I just had to be like me. Mm-hmm. On offense, I just once I bought into being an O-lineman, okay, I'm an O-lineman. Um, I would say Trent Williams. But Best. nobody can beat Trent Williams. Oh, like he get away with stuff that a lot of people can't do just because yeah. he he perfected his game. Yeah. But um, you can try. I tried it. It worked. But you gotta just find you for real. But uh, yeah, I like Trent Williams. I watch Trent Williams. Yeah, I think he the best. He a technician. He aggressive. Yeah. I'm ready to hop on Evan Neal. You know, he okay. just went to draft first yeah. round. I like Evan Neal. He a technician. That's it. That's it. Um, I say I. For for playing quarterback, you got you got really take it's certain things you take from everybody. Game, I say like mechanics wise, Drew Brees was my guy because yeah, he ain't sure. he wasn't the tallest, you feel me? But he still was able to he hit five hundred yards multiple times like in a game, five k passing. Mm-hmm. So I say Drew Brees. Um, I'm definitely a big Mike Vick fan. Mm-hmm. You feel me on the left? Gotta be, gotta be gotta a Vick fan. <laughs> gotta be a Vick fan. <laughs> you know I'm um, uh, Aaron Rodgers like he. I really studied Aaron Rodgers when I made that shift, like in the college, and just locking in on how to rotate your hips, and you feel me, just making making plays, being a playmaker. You feel me, taking them shots. Uh, Lamar, you feel me, shout out, shout, shout out, out, shout out the yes, So just I take uh, I take pieces from everybody game, I say. <laughs> but just all put it together for sure. All right, man, we about to we about to wrap this up, man. This was such an amazing episode, man. I definitely appreciate y'all guys. Coming through, yes sir, yes sir. Y'all, y'all, y'all laid a lot of jewels, a lot of y'all gave a lot of wisdom to the young kings out there for mm-hmm. sure. Um, let's do a mental health check in before before I let y'all leave for real. From one to ten, ten being the best, one being the worst. How y'all feeling right now? You go around the room mentally. Yeah. Every time I come home, my mental state grows. So uh, I'm a I'm a cool seven. Mm-hmm. Seven like yeah. that. I'm at an eight. I'm like at an eight or nine. I gotta get something to eat. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Say where the water at? Where the water? How about you, Rick? I'm probably about an eight. That's what's up. You know, what I mean, everything going. on, I'm at eight though. That's I'm cool good. though, man. Like an eight point five. Right. Eight point five. Feeling good right I'm now. I'm feeling yeah. good because yeah. of this though. We had a great discussion. Oh, it's great discussion. Bro. It's this cool is, the event. Up. When you get the event, let it all out for sure. real. Yeah. It's one thing we, that we usually don't do. I'm gonna ask you to uh, lead us in prayer, bro. Can you pray for Baltimore for us? <laughs> I got you, bro. So, um, definitely, Father, we just come to you. We thank you. We praise you for who you are, Father. We just ask that you just continue to just have your hand, Father God, on just the city and the people, Father, that are trying to make a difference and are trying to be the light and be positive. We just ask that you just continue to show that you are alive, continue to show that you are great, continue to show that you are undefeated. There was no one standing next to you. There was no one close to you. And we thank you. We praise you that you're undefeated, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Coley. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy because we call him Pastor. Really? <laughs> That's the man. He called, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he called me he the called deacon. Me, he called me I that. call him Pastor. He <laughs> called me the deacon. Like, we're not really into, into church as we should, but a lot of our slang is into church. Like, we call our colleges uh, the mega church. <laughs> we call it the mega church, but and we say when we get to the NFL, that's the e-mega church. So mm-hmm. it's like... It's weird, right? He just, he just but made that's that just how it is. The E-Mega Church, the E-Mega Church, that was off the dome. He just, he just made that. That's how it is, bro. That's really how we talk. People be laughing at us, like, but that's really, I don't know. Y'all boys want to give out y'all socials? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Missouri, M-I-5-5-O-U-R-I. Uh, follow me on Instagram at uh, 
Only one Glock. I'm saying, I'll follow you back. Let's get it. But we definitely appreciate It's been another episode of Saved and Such, man. We appreciate y'all, man. Make sure y'all follow us on all social media platforms. That's at Saved and Such and all major podcast platforms. That's Saved and Such. That's S A V E D N S U C H, man. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace. Feel me? I kept bringing it with me. So that's how we got it. So, so how, I, I love that, man, because, you know what I mean? When we was talking about getting together, he's like, man, I got to bring my brother with me. Mm. You know, that was, that was really what he said. He's like, I got to bring my brother. I'm like, yeah, so he can sign for sure, you know what I mean? Because I feel like you need that. You know what I mean? You definitely need somebody that you know, you know what I mean, is with you 110%. So how does this come to be? Mm. Like, how did this, you know what I mean, start? That was my next question. Bro, to be honest, it's funny, bro. He, he, uh, he caught me walking my dog. <laughs> he caught me walking my dog down on Urban. And, um, he was on Minnesota. Minnesota, my fault. I ain't, I'm from South Baltimore. I'm from over East. <laughs> but he caught me walking my dog. And um, he pulled me to the side, like, bro, like, from a distance, because my dog ain't play that. But um, he like, bro, like, yo, you big. You feel me? Like, I seen you on the ground a few times, da da da. Like, yeah, he like, all right, I'm gonna stay in touch. But I forgot, for real. I'm like, he just talking like every other people yeah, do. You feel me? Sure. So he, um, three months later, around like, what, March? No, December. Right? Yeah. December. He hit me up on the gram, like, um, I had just dropped a tape, one motion tape. Shout out to them. I had just dropped a tape. He hit me like, bro, like I talked to the coaches already. You just got to come up. So I come up, bro, me and my mother, we come up. They got it all. You would have thought it was a college, bro. Got the jerseys <laughs> on the table, got the helmets, got him, got Keelan, and you got, uh, Tari Jones, shout out to him, he down Old Dominion. Mm. And um, Coach Nixon and Coach Class. me and my mother walk in, like, oh. First thing they talk about was school. I've been to other places, football, football, football. First thing they talk about was school. The, they, they had the blueprint of how we was going to get the job done and get to where I needed to be. So I stopped taking um, visits to all these other high schools. I could have went to St. Francis. Mm -hmm. I could have went to... Uh, a few numerous schools, bro, yeah, yeah. just hit me up. Back, welcome back. Saved and such, man. Got Ty Cashmere on, but um, we definitely wanted to get Mama on here, Mama Janique. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Just talk to her a little bit. Um, just jumping right into it. What was, you know what I mean, the initial reaction of everything that had happened? Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue. As well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. Um, it happened so fast. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really get a chance to think about anything. It's like he was playing in a basketball game. Mm -hmm. I'm watching a game. He was sitting on the sideline. He came. He was like, Mom, I'm not feeling well. He was like, you didn't see I just passed out over there. I was like, uh, no, I was watching the game. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, yeah, I, you know, I was sitting on the bench. And then I, next thing I know, I was on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
okay. So I'm like packing up. Let's get out of here. Cause we were in New Jersey okay. at the time. So I Googled, I'm like, where's the nearest urgent care? Uh, I started at a patient first, like two miles from where we were. We went to patient first and, um, Due to COVID, I, st- I had my grandson and my youngest daughter with us. So they were sitting out in the car. So I'm back and forth between, you know, inside and trying to make sure they were good because I had to leave them in the, the car by themselves. And, um, I, you know, she was like, the doctor's looking for you. I go inside. She's like, yeah, uh, we did an EKG and the EKG came back abnormal. So we did another one and that one came back abnormal as well. So I'm like okay, what does this mean? And she's like, well, I suggest you go to the emergency room. I'm like, well, ma'am, we're just up here for a basketball tournament. We live in Maryland. I was like, can I just, if I promise to drive straight from here to uh, emergency room in Maryland with that, she's like, no, I don't su- I suggest you find one here, like in this mm-hmm. area. So then now I'm getting nervous. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Like, and then she's like, well, uh, mom, do you want to take him or do you want us to call an ambulance? I'm like, ambulance, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what really, I was like, well, the fact that you brought up ambulance, mm-hmm. uh, you go ahead and call because people don't say you want me to call an ambulance just because. So you feel it's maybe necessary for an ambulance, call an ambulance. And so I'm riding behind the ambulance. I'm, you know, I'm calling my husband. Mm-hmm. I called my oldest son. He was at work. He was like, what's going on? I was like, look, I'm following the ambulance. They're taking your brother to the emergency room. I don't know what's going on. They just said he had an abnormal EKG. So um, the doc got to the emergency room. They ran a few tests on him. And they were actually getting ready to release him. And they said that um, they were just waiting on one blood test to come back. And so, you know, they said we were going to release him, follow up in a few days with one of the cardiologists. So we're sitting there waiting and a doctor comes in. He's like, well, I'm sorry, we can't let him go because um, the results of the blood test, um, it showed that he had suffered uh, some type. They found some type of enzyme that's only found in the heart, in his blood. And the level that it was at, it showed that he had suffered some type of cardiac event. Mm. So um, so we had to wait in the hospital. And then they transported us to another children's hospital uh, in Wilmington, um, DuPont, I think it is, mm. DuPont uh, Children's Hospital in um, Wilmington. So, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it was just, it was three weeks from the time that we found out he had this condition to the time that he had surgery. Mm. So it was just a lot going on really fast. So I just, I don't know, I guess I'm still kind of processing it. (laughs) You know, it's like now that it's so, you know, somewhat over because he's had the surgery and I can relax a little bit because we know what's going on. Um, You know, now I'm just now starting to process it because it was a while before it really hit me that, you know, he could have died that day. Right. You know? By the grace so, of God. But nothing but the grace of God. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was nothing but God was in it from the beginning. Like, mm. the drive to New Jersey, the tournament. Like, it's just when I did have a chance to sit back and look on everything. I tear up every time I think about it. Mm. Um, the events of that day, God was just all in it because... 
even when he was in the hospital, we were talking to one of the cardiologists and he had no signs or symptoms, not even signs or symptoms that you would associate with any type of heart condition. Mm -hmm. So um, if he had not passed out, um, they would not have done some of the tests that they did on him. Mm -hmm. So because and at first he didn't even tell them that he passed out. He just told them he was feeling lightheaded. So the doctors told us that had he come into their office, these are cardiologists. They said that with him saying he had a headache and he was a little lightheaded, the first thing they would have assumed was dehydration. Right. So it was nothing but the grace of God that that doctor in the urgent care did an EKG on him because like, why would you do an EKG on what appears to be a healthy 17-year-old child? Yeah. Mm. One of the, <clears throat> and my nerd is about to come out because before I was a psych major, I was a biology major. Mm -hmm. So like you speak, y'all speaking my language right now. But one of the big things that a lot of um, like doctors, they just, they, they, it's like a, it's like a certain love when it mm -hmm. comes to the heart. Like I, I, I can draw the heart inside and out. Like mm -hmm. every artery, every vein, I can just draw it. I know it. And so like, I don't want to say I'm excited because that's a little mm -hmm. weird, right. but it's, it really excites me. Like you saying it's about the grace of God. And I'm just like, it's so amazing how God just designs the body mm -hmm. to give you those tells. Like, right. like you said, had he not passed out, it would have gotten passed off as something else, but God mm -hmm. designed his body. From right. before he was even in your stomach right. mm -hmm. to, you know, for this moment. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I just, that's just crazy to me. Like I a know, lot of doctors yeah. don't even really believe in God. But right. one of the big things as a, when I wanted to be a doctor was that like God is just perfect in his right. creation. Like, and I will it. say this, even uh, one of the doctors, the, the doctors, like I said, you know, like, you know, you've said you mentioned before that this is a type of condition that has claimed the lives of several athletes, mm -hmm. you know, on different levels. Yeah. And um, even the doctor said that, you know, God gave him he, the, the doctor said it, yeah. that God gave him a second chance at life. Mm. And if y'all don't understand, like, what the, the severity of this is, basically, the heart, the muscles in the heart are, like, bigger than normal. And so the the heart is not pumping enough blood to, like, supply it. Like, the heart is the, disperses the blood to the whole body. And... <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, the heart gives the blood body. It pumps mm -hmm. through there. So, yeah, it's just not getting enough. It's not mm -hmm. pumping enough blood because the muscles are yeah. bigger. I learned, I, I can honestly say I learned more about the heart. And I, I've taken biology classes, you know, on, on college levels, you know, the, yeah. several different levels of biology. But I learned a lot about the heart mm -hmm. because one thing I will say, um, shout out to Nemer's Children's Hospital in yeah. Wilmington. I can't sing their praises enough, but... They made sure that we understood everything mm -hmm. that was going on. Like they drew diagrams of the heart. You know, they showed us um, like what a normal heart looks like, what his yeah. heart looks like and mm -hmm. explain, you know, what they mean when they say that his body, like the, 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 um, the basically the, the part of the heart that the, the blood is in 
That's the the part that supplies the blood to his body. That's the part that's the smallest. Mm. So, yeah, his heart needs to that, you know, with his heart working overtime, it, sometimes it could just stop. Yeah. Because yeah. it's working so hard, it gets tired and it just stops. So, um, Is there any history of, like, heart problems in the family or is this new? Um, you know, it's like we, they actually did a genetic test. And because they said that this is something that's, uh, they found that most times it is genetic. Mm -hmm. So we did do a genetic test and his test did come back saying that he does have the gene for it. Mm. Um, right now we're in a process of having both myself and his dad tested to find out which side of the family it may have come from. Mm. But, you know, we've had heart condition, you know, on either side of the family, but nothing related to, you know, what he, the condition that he has. Mm. So, you know, we talked about, you know, I mean, him and his nights with God, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. how have, you know, your nights with God been since everything happened? How has your faith been tested? Well, let me tell you, God, it's, it's been a, a rough year, just yeah. year uh, for us. It started, my mom passed away suddenly. She had a stroke and mm-hmm. passed away in yeah, February of last year. So, from February until now, it's just been, you know, it's been a lot. And it's been a lot of days that I'm, you know, I just find myself, like you said, I don't, I don't even have the words. I just cry out to God and I just say, you know, God, you know, I, I have no words. I just call on his name. And, um, and it's so ironic because we were at church one Friday night and, it was me, my husband, and um, my youngest daughter, our youngest daughter. He was home. He had a basketball game the next morning, so he was home resting. And, you know, all of us were just praying, and we were calling out to God and just crying. You know, I was crying. It was just so overwhelming being in the presence of God at that moment. And that day, I don't you know, it's just so much going on in the world with young black men mm-hmm. yeah. that, um, you know, I, I, I told God that night, I was like, God, you know what? I've tried, you know, it was like, I, 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 I realize now that I can't, you know, it was like, cause I'm a control person, <laughs> you know? And it's like, What's my I, and I realized that it's like, it's so easy to say, give it to God. And in my mind, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm giving it to God, but I still feel, you know, I still feel the need to, to hold, hold on yeah. to the situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it was actually like two weeks before this happened that in that moment, I was like, you know what, God, I don't, you know, like I'm giving him to you. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'm giving him back to you. You gave him to me. I did what I could. I did what I thought I was supposed to do. So I'm now I'm giving him back to you. Mm-hmm. So when this happened, that was like one of the first things that came back to my mind. I was like, you know what? So now I'm just like, okay, I'm just moving from this point on because it was like I gave him, I gave him over to God. And then this happened. So this was of this just reassured me that this was of God. Mm-hmm. So now whatever happens moving forward that this is what God had already planned out for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like I said, it's it's just been a journey. It's like I said, it's only been 5 months. It was April 9th when that mm-hmm. happened. 
So it's only been like five weeks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been plenty of late nights, <laughs> early mornings, yeah. you know, me and God. And, you know, like I said, I um, just with everything that's been going on, like I said, I found myself weak. Yeah. And, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically. And so all I can do is just, you know, just call out to God. And I've just been in that moment, you know, trying to get back where we were, mm. God and I. So so hearing that time, what is hearing that, hearing your mother say that she gave you back to God and just hearing her timeline and her perspective of it, what is that, like, how does that feel for you? Um, it's kind of like an eye-opener, I say, because, yeah. like, this whole situation, I've, like, really just been thinking about, like, how this affected me. You know, how, how like, what I'm going through, like, how my life has changed. You know, I haven't, like, thought about how it changed people around me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they almost, my brother almost talked to his brother. My mom almost, almost talked to his son. So, you know, yeah. I never thought of it that way, I say, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's why I wanted to bring her. Because that's, you know, that's, it's always a lesson in everything we go through. So that's a, a very good uh, perspective to have from your mom. And you know that was actually the first time I'd actually said that out loud. Yeah. So he never even knew <laughs> that it. that side of it. Like him and I have had a conversation like just recently because, like he said before, he did um, he like shut down and he was he he stayed locked up in his room for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't answering phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point he was lashing out. But I mean I knew that, you know, yeah. he was going through a lot. It was a it was emotional for him. It was mm-hmm. emotional for me. So in that moment I was just trying to be there for him, but then at the same time give him time to adjust. Yeah. Because, you know, Ty's been playing sports since he was five years old. Yeah. You know, the yeah. boy I mean, we have family members who like Ty used to run around with a, before he could even play organized sports, he was running around with a football in his hand, you know? So, you know, it was, it was, it was a big thing for, for him. And, you know, it was a big thing for me to, I was like, okay, now what am I going to, I'm so used to being a sports mom. Mm. I didn't know what, like now, what does my life look like now? Because now I have free time that I didn't have before. So it's like, now what am I supposed to do with this extra time that I have? So, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been a it's been an adjustment for for the family, but you know, right now we have all just been trying to you know be there for him, yeah. and you know we have our moments outside, like you know we'll talk yeah. together collectively, yeah. and you know ab- about it, and just you know like I said, just give him time because it is a lot, mm-hmm. and you know it's only been five weeks. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I keep saying because it's, it's yeah. really. I was like, I keep saying it's only been five weeks because I have to remind myself that it's only been five, five weeks, weeks. Yep. from the date that he was diagnosed to, you know, surgery, and then now we're starting the healing process and mm-hmm. trying to see what life is going to be like from here on. It's like it was longer than that. I know. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I, I know it does. Like, I can't. And, you know, like I said, him and I had a conversation just a couple of weeks ago, and um, I told him then, like, I can't and I won't say I know what you're feeling, I know what you're going through. All I can say is I can only imagine, yeah. you know, but at the same time, 
you know, God gave you God gave you a second chance. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just give up on life or, you know, what you thought your life was supposed to be like, mm-hmm. because it's obvious that God had a different plan for you. Your plan was play basketball. You know, you know that that like they always say, you know, you, you want to make God laugh, tell him what your plan is. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so So what advice would y'all have for anybody going through this situation? From my mom's point of view, the other moms, and from, you know I mean, somebody's point of view that's dealing with it. You know, I would just say because I beat myself up for a while because Ty, uh, number one, because the doctors said, say they also found a heart murmur at that time. Like it was a pronounced murmur. And I'm like, but I did what I thought I was supposed to do. He went to the doctor every year. Every year he went to the doctor for a regular annual physical mm-hmm. along with sports physicals. Um, you know, he he did complain of a headache. And I was like, oh, you know, it's just a headache. It didn't seem like it was progressing anymore. So I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, I'll take you to the doctor. I'll make a doctor's appointment, and, you know. And so it's like for a while I did kind of beat myself up. So I would just say to other moms that, you know, just pay attention yeah. because sometimes there are no warning signs. Mm-hmm. The warning sign is death. Yeah. But, you know, if if the child is complaining, you know, it's like, we especially with men, black men, young black men, we always like to push them. And if they show any signs of, you know, they don't like to show any signs of weakness because um, black men are not allowed to show weakness. Mm-hmm. And so they'll push through. They won't complain. They won't say like, you know, and that's why a lot of times they will um, you know, they won't go to the doctors or whatever. They'll just like push through and work through. Right. So, I mean, if, you know, if you feel in anything, just go to the doctor, yeah. you know? Mm. And, and as a parent, like I said, I would just be mindful and just pay attention. If your child says they're feeling, you know, they're not feeling well, don't, don't just ignore <laughs> it. Like it's, you know, yeah. just, you know, I'll like, try to put it off. Mm-hmm. Mm. I definitely, you know, I mean, before we get out, I definitely appreciate y'all um, for coming out here. Um, it definitely means a lot to us. Um, you know what I mean? Like we said, bro, we here for you. You know what I mean? If it ain't nobody else, I know your family's going to be there, but, you know what I mean, we your family now, too. You know, sure. you too, mama. So okay. don't be afraid to reach out to us if you ever need something um, or anything like that. Um, a Bible verse that y'all would have, that I would have, um, is Revelation 12 and 11. It says they overcome by the blood and the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you today, you just really told your testimony um, of just God's grace upon your life and and just how he kept you, you know what I mean, when the enemy tried to take you out. You know what I mean? So that's definitely all I have. You got anything? Um, Just keep God in it. Just whatever it is, keep God in it. Remember, remember that there's nothing that God can allow. There's nothing that can happen to you that God didn't allow and that he won't bring you through. Um. Be nice to your mom. <laughs> be nice to your mom. <laughs> even when even when you fed up and you tired, be mm. nice to her because she's probably fed up and tired too. Mm. Um, y'all be gracious with each other. Be nice to each other. And just be together. Get through mm-hmm. it together. That's all y'all can do is be together. Mm. Definitely. I pray it's on out here. This definitely is in need of a prayer. Mm-hmm. I want to pray. 
Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, bye. Y'all hit. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for allowing us to have this conversation to have Ty and his mom on the show. I thank you for allowing us to even be able to have this conversation and uh, have Ty give his testimony. Lord, I ask that you be with them as a family, as a unit. Lord, I ask that you continue to allow the good things to come from this. Lord, I ask that you remind him of who he is and who you've called him to be. Lord, I ask that you heal his body. Lord, I ask that you touch his heart. Lord, every muscle and every vein and every artery in his, in his heart and his body, I ask that you touch it. Lord, heal him. Only you can perform miracles, so I ask that if it's in your will that you let it be done. I thank you for everything that you've allowed us to see, do, and have. Lord, I ask that you continue to touch his family and his support system. Lord, as you touch his mom, Lord, make her strong. Fight when she can't fight. Mm. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. 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 Um, you want to give out your uh, socials, bro? Instagram? Uh, T Fresh, T E E Fresh. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. This has been another episode of Say the Such. You can find us on all platforms at S A V E D N S U C H. You know what I mean? From me and from the Say the Such family, man, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all.